a world full of mundane podcasts. One show rises from the ashes. Critics are calling it outrageous. Podcasts as we know it will never be the same again. Tonight, prepare for an epic journey where every step could be your last. The destination, a place where no maps can show. The mission, to rise above the rest. The danger, unimaginable. The reward, a shit ton of weed and laughs. It's going to blow your mind. This is To Be Bloods. So sit back, turn up the volume, grab your weed, get ready to light those bloods. Cannabis Podcast Network. Check them out. PodConX.com. Tonight, tonight, we're going to raise the roof. Tonight, we might hurt some feelings. Tonight, we're going to speak the truth. We're going to spit some facts. I am joined by the lovely ladies, Anna and V, of True Social Equity in Cannabis. Tonight, 7.30 p.m., don't go anywhere. Also joining us, show member Lou Rinaldi, a resident expert on all policies here in Connecticut. And it's about to go down. I am so fucking fired up for tonight. I've been talking about this show for two weeks. Two whole weeks. Because I have been so pumped up after seeing these ladies go ham. Ham. And for all you don't know, that's hard as a motherfucker. That's right, Audie. Big Lou Dog is in the building. We got a whole bunch of other shit we're going to cover. We're going to talk about this crazy week, this crazy motherfucking day I've had. You know I love to do my rain. We're going to smoke some blunt, so make sure you got your weed, your concentrates, your edibles, 
However it is you pers- you like to uh, consume cannabis, let it be known it's time to grab that shit now because we about to light them bitches up. And the chat's already popping. Gadget girls, gotcha, gotcha girls. Lucy Roman, Aqua Ginger, Hazel Days, Wave Orilla, 190 Proud. I see you, Audie, in the house. Chelsea's in the house. Miss Fire, Strain Kings. It's going down the highest podcast around. It's 2B1. Fuck yeah, you already know how it goes. I'm fired up today, baby. I have been waiting for two fucking weeks, and I see Lou laughing backstage in the lobby. He's sitting there laughing at me because he knows I get all fired up like this is WrestleMania or some shit. (laughs) But it almost, in a way, feels like WrestleMania because tonight's guests, all right, they like to bring the heat. They do not hold back. They spit the facts. So I am excited because true social equity and cannabis is the topic for tonight. The topic which has been plaguing Connecticut and as far out all the way to the West Coast and back. So, we got to talk more about that. But before we go any further, it's time for my favorite part of the show and yours, the ceremonial lighting of the blunt. Yeah, ho. Yeah, ho. It's going down. Tonight, King Palm Loaded. I got a little tag in Dutch. Tag and Dutch here from Rexy, my boy. That's Tagalongs crossed with Dutch chocolate cake, baby. Ooh, it's like fucking dessert. Nothing gets me more hyped than some Tagalongs from the Girl Scouts. That's my favorite fucking Girl Scout cookie. You can put that shit on paper. That's fucking legit. King Palms loaded. You already know the deal. Grab your weed, grab your concentrate, grab your edibles, and get ready to smoke it if you got it. I know they're like lighting that blunt, Leo. Let me tell you. Nothing like lighting the blunt. Cookies and cream from Rexy's my favorite. It's in your papers. Oh, you're smoking that shit now. There you go. A fellow Rexy meds connoisseur. Man. That's a good ass blood. <laughs> Woo! That's that Ric Flair drip. God damn. About to stuff a cone because I'm lazy. Bruh, King Pops. You stuff them bitches. You ain't got to roll shit. The best part about King Pop. I murdered myself on some diamonds. Ha! Ha! Yeah, every time I start the show with a dab, it goes downhill. So we're gonna we, we I like to save that for the end of the show. Your boy's not equipped to handle that shit. And it's can of patient what's good, BLMA60, what's good? Yo. So exciting news. 420 Cali time, exactly. Smoke that shit, Hazel, you know. I got smoke tree in the bongo. I don't know what that means, but okay. I got smoke tree in the bongo. 
So you already know I got some news. I got some good news, right? You all know I fucking, I got just bought a house. Just got the new house. We're in the new studio. We're in the new studio, which is dope. Today, well, this week, I should say, I purchased a new fucking car, which I'm really, really excited about, I got to say, because, you know, I've only driven literally buckets my entire life. I, 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 I don't ride clean. I've never had anything fresh. I've always driven shitty cars or hand-me-downs. And, and, and you know, my, my current car is a 06 RAV4 that had 238,000 miles on it that I've just been pushing and smoking in forever, yo. Running that bitch to the ground. But why is the, why is the process for buying a fucking car so hard? The actual purchase of the car was the easy part, right? As soon as I seen the car, I was excited. I got a motherfucking Subaru Accent Touring. It's fully fucking loaded. It's got every fucking bell and whistle you could ever fucking think of. I never even thought I'd get a Subaru in my life till I seen this bitch. And I opened it up, and it was like fucking a luxury vehicle on the inside. I was hooked. So I get the car. I tell the guy I'm going to buy the fucking car, right? And so first off, we're on. it's like, you know, the 30th of the month. And this dude is pushing. He's pushing because... Month end, he's trying to get that fucking sale in. I'm like, all right, that's cool. You already know. Uh, I'm down for this. So he tells me he's going to bring the car, you know, the car over. He's going to bring the paperwork over, sign the paperwork. He brought it right to my house. Shit was great. Only problem was town of Middletown says, you got to pay your taxes. I got a, I got a tax payment back from the last payment I didn't pay yet. I'm like, no big deal. Went online that night. I paid that shit online. Right? So you think it'd be good. So next day, wake up, looking at the fucking website, still shows I got tax pay. I'm like, what the fuck? How's this fucking possible? So I call the town. I call the town. And this fucking no good rude ass bitch answers the phone. And I'm like, hi, my name's so-and-so. I'm looking to uh, register a new car. So um, I paid my taxes last night and I'm wondering why it hasn't cleared yet. And before I can even literally finish the sentence, this, 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 this chick cuts me off. And she was like, well, sir, did you read the disclaimer? A disclaimer? First of all, first the fuck of all, who the fuck reads the disclaimers online? I have never popped up one disclaimer on anything I've ever signed up for or paid where I read that shit. You scroll to the bottom, you click accept, and it's gone. No one reads the fucking disclaimer. Well, she's like, well, if you did, then you would know that it takes three days to clear. And then she gave me more shit. And then I got pissed. And then she hung up in my fucking face. She hung up in my fucking face. Literally, the town hall just hangs up on me. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? So I'm pissed off, right? So I hit up the fucking dealer, my, my sales agent, and I'm like, bruh. They tell me three business days. Now, I paid Tuesday. That's Wednesday. That's Thursday. That's Friday. By Friday, Friday the last day. So now I'm thinking it's going to be fucking Tuesday by the time I even get in the car. Because it's a holiday weekend, right? And so the business days are out. No one's there Monday. The guy told me it wasn't even going to be in Friday, the sales agent, because it's like a holiday. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, yo? So I'm calling the DMV. I'm calling the town hall. I'm raising all fucking hell. I'm calling every other department to see if someone can push this clear. Because I woke up today and I said it was paid. But DMV still says it's delinquent. So I'm, here I am now pissed and confused. Now, I want to shout out 
Meriden Hyundai. All right, Meriden Hyundai, where I bought my car. Because this these motherfuckers went above and beyond. They threw four fucking sets of tires on my car for free. Brand new tires. Fucking cleaned that bitch. It's fresh as fuck. Brought it to my fucking house. And they were honestly nice enough that they hooked me up. They put a dealer plate on the car, brought it over today, and they were like, just keep it until we can register it and bring it back and we'll change the plates. And I was just like, thank fucking God. These people, they work these government jobs, these state jobs, these city jobs. They, they're, they're fucking useless and rude. Mean, like mean as fuck. <laughs> I'm a stoner. I'm not trying to deal with your bitch ass attitude. So shout out Meriden Hyundai for hooking it up because honestly, I was fucking stressed as fuck all fucking day. But nope, dude showed up today, hooked me up right in my driveway. Brand new black 2019 Subaru Ascent Touring with like 33,000 miles on it. Bam. Bam! Someone said Subaru gang. I never thought I'd be part of the club, honestly. I was looking at Kia, Hyundai, Toyota, Nissan. Never once was I like, oh, let me get a fucking Subaru. Nope. Yet here I am now. Going nuts. So, you already know. I just wanted to say thank you. Because honestly, I was kind of stressed the fuck out. Uh, phone lines are open, 860-384-7110. Feel free to tell me your shitty car buying experience. <laughs> Awkward Junior says she's about to start the house buying process. Yeah, good fucking luck. That's a fucking process and a half. I just did that shit. Not, it's not, it's stressful as fuck. Buying a house is one of like the most stressful things you could ever fucking do. So make sure you got a lot of weed for that shit. Hazel, it's literally her job to tell you information. Yeah, you, you would think so. You would think so, but nope. Nope. They wouldn't they wouldn't help me at all. So it's bullshit. But the dealership took care of it. I'm happy as shit. We are fucking three minutes away from 7:30. It's almost gonna be time for uh true social equity and cannabis and my buddy Lou Rinaldi up in the house. Anna and V are going to be here joining us. I'm really fucking excited. Uh, make sure you guys, if you're like me and you put your blunt down and that shit went out because you were fucking talking hella shit, then uh, make sure you tune in and don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. Uh, this fucking beat gets me going. I'm all fucking ready. We're going to take a quick break. Take a quick break. When we come back, the business is about to pick up. So don't go anywhere. It's to be blunt with Peasy. Well, that sounds like my kind of day, too. You know, 
Cause I don't know what the fuck my life is gonna bring me today. True. You never know if you're gonna live or you're gonna die. True. So I'm gonna smoke every motherfucking day. Better pass that shit to me. It doesn't matter to me. Cause I'm a high motherfucker. Already. It's 
time for the main event. I am joined today by three fabulous guests to discuss a topic that's been plaguing the nation, and that is social equity in cannabis from true social equity in cannabis. <laughs> it's Anna Rose and V up in the house. So we add you guys in. And of course, joining it also, my man, resident expert Lou Rinaldi in the house. I got to say, I just want to say one thing, and that is, hey, what's up? What's up? Peace and love right back to you. I am very excited because I have been dreaming about this night getting the four of you, or the four of us, I should say, together for this event. Yes, because this this is a topic that's been... A constant, constant thing on this show, which is social equity in, in Connecticut, which has been a total shit show, as you guys already know. We're going to talk more about that as we go on. And Lou has been, for the most part, documenting all the shit happening in Connecticut and putting the info out there. And then, you know, getting attacked in the meantime by the people who are, you know, guilty, the guilty party, we should say. And the man got... Off of Instagram, it's been on Twitter now. You can find him on CTMMP Data on Twitter, his new account. Check him out. And uh, welcome to the show. To start with that, how you guys doing today? Crazy day, crazy day. But I'm smoking some green, trying to be chill. We had some meetings earlier. Vi's on the move, like always. Always. Hello, y'all. Peace and love. You guys are always... <laughs> don't stop. You guys are always making a lot of moves. You got a lot of events coming up. There's a big uh, nationwide protest you guys have been promoting that a lot of people I know in the state are going to be taking part of also. Um, let's talk more about that. Why don't you tell me about this, the the corporate cannabis, um, pro, uh, not protest, but boycott. I mean, we've been boycotting for three years in Illinois and Chicago. So, I mean, it's not new. Um, but but it's relatively new that like we were finding our people throughout the country to um, you know really f- come together and unify. Def- really, <laughs> it's about unification, and so that we can stand together and raise the awareness of the global injustices that are going on within the culture and the industry that has been created within this space of medicinal wellness. Um, this is one of the first times that, you know, we've all actually been able to band together under one common or, or a few common things that, that were pushing, which is the criminalization globally, as well as freedom and amnesty for all, as well as home growth for all without any limits, restrictions or anything like that. And um, True Social Equity in Cannabis actually um, attempted to do this before, and we had a few states that said that they were willing to unify. It only ended up being um, a, a handful. But at the end of the day, when you're talking about creating the improvement to the movement, you know, it's it's steps to get there. And as long as we can find the commonality and the unity within it, we're making great progress. Well, I'd like yeah. to touch on that, Anna. Um, I mean, I'm so. Uh, I'm so ready for this again because there's been a lull in protesting. And um, I mean, I protest every time I speak. Like, at, my oh, wife tired talking about this shit. <laughs> can we talk? Can we 
can we curse on here? Is, Absolutely. We... Oh no. Yes. This is a. This, there's no. Uh, no worries about you know. PG thirteen, is it? Yeah. No. This. This is not you know FM radio. No. This is no not PG. no FCC violation. No. No FCC violation. Like four or five times, I got in trouble for saying fuck. Probably. Yeah. No. You can say fuck as much as you want on here. I fucking love it. Okay, great. I okay. love it because I'm an ex-sailor, so, uh, you know, I have that, that, that military cursing going on. Oh, thank you for your service. <laughs> um, you saying, I, I saw you guys on <coughs> Canada. Wait, can I call you off for a second? Call me out? You said, you've said, cut you off. Oh, you yes. You said you guys like four times, and I just, I'm, I'm trying to get people to change their vocabulary from you guys because I don't identify as a guy. Um, so I'm from Houston, so Houston, Texas, and we say y'all or yeah. I I like Uh, y'all. I like y'all. Ladies and gents. I'm sorry. Yes. I appreciate you letting me know before I kept doing it also. (laughs) I'd be like, I'd be counting and I'd be like, fuck, I got to say something at some point. And I know you don't hold back either when it comes to that, because like I was about (laughs) to say, I saw you on another show here in Connecticut, which I'm not going to actually name right now. And this is why we're all laughing about the FCC violations. You guys already know what show he's talking about. <laughs> I don't... know you know. If you don't, don't know. <laughs> we'll put it out there. You guys were on Cannabis Corner with uh, with the Joe, the Joe the Wee guy. And I saw... Um, he's nice. A nice guy, of course. Joe's nice. But I saw y'all out there on the show, and you definitely did not hold back. And I think that is one of the things that I really appreciated about your appearance on that show that made me even more want to get you guys on because this show is called To Be Blunt and y'all are blunt as fuck, right? Period. Period. Because if we don't rather any feathers, then we're not doing our job to making sure that we're creating the actual change that we want to see. So we have this issue with social equity. Now, I mean, as you guys, y'all already know, pardon me for correct myself here. Y'all already know Connecticut uh, we just had a whole thing about voting for licenses for social equity applicants. And I, I think anything that did went out was to a, My eye a, is twitching right a now. corporate <laughs> corporate or somebody tied in with corporate or MSO. Right. And this is the bullshit that's happening across the country. They're trying to lock it down so that they're going to get, you know, all the profits. They're going to control what they think is an industry, which really is not an industry. As we all know, this is not I don't think cannabis should be thought of as an industry because it's really not. You know, it's medicine. It's a plant. It grows naturally. But for whatever reason, I have two different views about that. Actually, oh, let so me hear that. Clarify that for go right ahead. Step, come right in. Go right ahead. So at the end of the day, the reason why that that there's an industry that has been created because it is a a renewable resource and we forget about the renewable resource of the plant and we focus on the medicinal aspect of it when we're talking about, which is why everyone only has on their tongue cultivation and retail or infusion. And at the end of the day, this is a renewable resource that can be that that can actually sustain a society and an economy. So that's why there's an industry, because it's an industry of industries. We're just being pigeonholed so that we don't actually utilize that and see that to actually benefit the world and the people in it. And, and it's being conglomerized and monopolized um, by, by a very few. And that's the, that's the problem, though. It's the very few that are benefiting from this. And now you have all these people who tried to get applications and spent an absurd amount of money 
My group spent a hundred and ten thousand dollars. Hundred and ten fucking thousand dollars? Are you fucking serious? A lot of work. Lou, what was the low. price here? What? Uh, Lou, what was the price here for the license? No, no, that was the the amount of money my group put in to apply because it's not just about applying for a license and the cost of that. It's also all of the other specialty stuff that you need to write this dissertation to fucking sell weed. <laughs> like <laughs> it's ridiculous. Your service is cutting up a little bit. Oh, that, that, that's a lot of money still to be put in towards something that is almost unattainable with the way they're running. I mean, Lou, I was asking Lou, what was the price for a year for that? What were they charging people for an application here? Well, for retail, if so, you just want to pay to play, it was uh, three, three million. And if you did equity joint venture, then it was one and a half million. That's just for the retail license. Yeah. That is a ton of money. That is way more than the hundred thousand. <laughs> Connecticut is ridiculous. What, that, that, this is what I'm saying, though. This is this is how they get you. No one can honestly say I got 100. I got 1.5 mil laying around, so I can apply to get into nor, this. Nor do you need so, all of that to do what needs to happen to help heal people. This right, is just right. people trying to make different kinds of jobs and regulations and like barriers to just the natural way that is been occurring which is helping people a, a person helping a person with a plant and living with it you know absolutely Lou, what were you gonna the say? lottery the, the lottery uh process i think was was actually separate from that and that the the fee was a lot lower but still it's like non-refundable and you know that's no limitations to number of times that you could enter the lottery. So it, it's very, very much, um, you know, populating a, a, a slush fund. I mean, that's, that's clearly, and they're going to do a second round of the lottery before the end of the year because they saw how successful it was the first time. So naturally they want to keep that momentum going. And one very concerning thing that uh, was getting discussed uh, recently uh, Box Brown, who I, I'm sure a lot of folks know, um, fabulous artist uh, and co yeah. comic creator uh, out of Philly, um, was talking about how when there's delays in, in adult use market rollouts, it benefits, it, it extreme tilts the advantage toward um, existing operators. So operators who have already been involved in, say, the medical side of things, are the ones who benefit from these delays, these inherent delays, like what just got announced in New York now, um, where they said it's it's going to be significantly uh, longer of a time frame than they had than they had previously stated. Uh, and Connecticut too. Connecticut just hasn't come right out and said it yet. But I think you know they typically will react to things that neighboring states do. In this case, New York. So I, I, I expect that we're going to hear pretty soon. New York hasn't taken applications from people, though, so they haven't started, like, get, making money off of this, where Connecticut and, right. and other states have made money. I think New York, by pushing the, the time frame to figure out how to do this is a smart move, because 
Um, as we've seen from other states, you don't want to just push forward to get something done because it just messes everything up in the long run. And Vi taught me that like first time I met her. She was like, no, we need to scratch it and burn it and start over. And I was like, no, we can like they're saying that we could do this and this. And I supported that for like two years. And I was like, no. I finally saw Vi was fucking right. We got to burn it down, start it over. Or and, and the reason why is because it's always easier to, to, to learn the first time versus to undo things. Unlearning is hard for people in their normal lives and just how it is that they want to elevate and grow as humans, let alone try to implement that into some business practices from, from an industry that has never been created before. That's a good point. Everybody's having problems. Um, every state that's why we're coming together for this multi-state rally um to really unify our voices and say not we're not the industry that you're seeing in the tabloids and you're not the industry that is frankly being on all of the cannabis like you know it's this fake industry this facade that's being made and it's not okay um well that's what industry kind of breeds at the same time when you look at big pharma when you look at big tobacco, you know, um, when when you look at all of these big corporatized um, companies, that's that's how industry has been created. It's been created through monopolization. That's why you have Walmart. That's why you have Facebook. That's why you have Google. You know, and soon it will be a Cresco and a you know, purely. I'll let it. And, and, Exactly. And that's and, and, and at the at the core of it at the core of it it was to replenish and to really address the wrongs that that um that carried over from the war on drugs, aka the war on blacks. And at the end of the day we haven't really seen that address that in any way that's beneficial um to the communities that have really suffered the injustice of even the prohibition of this. That's a very good point. Very good point. And it's just, if it almost feel, you know, they really hype you up. And, and this is the, the thing that get, gets me. I'm stuttering right through my thing. They hype you up. You know, they get you to believe that you have a shot at this. When they first talked about going wreck here in Connecticut, and I'm sure the same thing for you guys in Illinois when you guys were, when you know your government was discussing how they were going to handle the situation, they have you thinking that, hey, you know what? I really have a shot of getting into something that I love. And you have all these people who all love this plant so much and all things they can do that they're, they, they desperately want to make it part of their life and not just in the way of consuming it. Like they want to actually get into it because they love it. Because it should be a free market and they should be able to do what we should be able to do whatever we want with the plant. The free free market is a very interesting idea. See, I think that would be way better than what's going on now, but it's not a free market by any means. And I don't think it'll. Um, And what, what I don't think gets talked about enough is, you know, there's all this talk of, of potentially accelerated federal uh, uh, legalization because of the midterms or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think regardless of the time frame there, the important thing is how cannabis gets classified and, and you know, whether or not it's rescheduled or descheduled. Because I think the, the, the single biggest linchpin of the whole thing is if it doesn't get classified as an agricultural commodity, 
if it doesn't get, you know, if the plant specifically doesn't get classified as agriculture, then it gets classified as pharmaceutical. And that opens the door for national scale regulatory capture, yes. like what we see, mm-hmm. like what we see in Illinois. And big cannabis, just like we have big pharma and big tobacco, we're watching big cannabis occur. And that's one of the things that that banding together and unifying and writing the legislation and going to Washington and really demanding the things that we that we unify on um, can hopefully change that and and make sure that at at least as we the people and we the people, our voices are uplifted and heard about the injustices that are going on because people are are needing this and so does the fucking economy. If we can do NFTs, we can definitely free the people that keep being locked up for cannabis and grow the plant however the hell we want it. We got digital marketplaces going on for God's sake. It's so funny. Right. I wanna I wanna address what you said because we actually spoke to two people who applied in Illinois, um, both one licenses through like, you know, weird circumstances and connections and like, but I think they're, they're OGs. I believe they're OGs. And they're like super excited about New York and like getting into New York. And I had to be like, whoa, whoa, like, like you have to really see, are they going to do the right? So I'm glad I actually didn't hear that they're taking their time. I hope that's not, I hope that's not a, a real thing as opposed to a distraction which people should look out for. Um, it all comes down to the, the black and white at the end of the day and what gets passed in legislation. And that's why it's very important to get into utilizing your voice on a legislative way and get into being the people's voice to lobbying, not necessarily having to pay a lobbyist show up to your city council meetings, get to know your aldermen, um, find out the bills that are there that are on the table so that you can either lift your voice to say yay or lift your voice to say fuck that shit because that's not benefiting the community, the plant or the, or, or the people that are currently being locked out. See yeah, that? and the politicians, we need to hold on on the same level regard in my opinion because they, they need to show that they actually are listening instead of just saying that they're, you know, just giving us talk, lip talk. Like it's ridiculous. And, and we need to step into those roles too. So if you're interested in, a, in running somewhere throughout the country, we are, um, we have a list going of people interested um, and we are going to support you as we, the people, and we'll get on the same ethical uh, connection first you know make sure we're all we're all in alignment um right same page <laughs> but for us it's easy free the people free the plant lou that'd be a great gig for you i think maybe you should run to what i've been dealing with i don't know i don't know man i don't know i, don't know I think I you would be great for the role i'm just putting it out there dude i think you know you'd have a lot of people behind you yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely something I had considered. Um, I I what I think is probably more imminently impactful uh, in in the nearer term is I like seeing more and more people finding their voice. I like hearing uh, from folks who maybe have been kind of keeping it you know keeping it low or kind of staying on the sidelines who have finally been deciding you know enough is enough with a lot of the, the information we've been learning lately and a lot of the, the, the feedback that we've been hearing from what goes on in these, these uh, MSO, you know, cultivation facilities. Uh, 
it's 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 nice to hear that people are starting to speak up and starting to make their voices heard. I would encourage, you know, if you if you know someone who's kind of on the fence about it, talk, talk to them and just let them know, you know, there's options for them if they want to if they want to be able to communicate that, you know, safely and securely to the news media. Uh, there's there's many ways to do that. I can certainly help with that. Uh, it's it's something that we do pretty frequently, you know, that we've been hearing from a lot of folks lately. I'm so on Instagram, can you please come back? <laughs> um, Not my thing. I did, I did put it back. I did put it back, but I need, yeah. I'm, I'm going to not be, you know, doing a whole lot. I think I need to, I need to kind of, uh, you know, have certain boundaries and kind of protect my peace and, you know, stay focused on, where where I need to be investing effort, where I'm going to get the most return uh, for for yeah. patients. Okay, you know, glad you added that part. So yeah. I want yeah. I want to ask. Trying, I, I'm not trying to make anything off of it, <laughs> dude. Of course not. We know you're gonna be you're, you're gonna be running for governor. You should be able to. It should be legal for you to like not need a license and help people get their medicine like i'm saying i'm sorry right back to the free market point right right but how do we even achieve to get to there like that's that's a long run like how could we honestly what are the steps what we need to take i mean right now we're struggling just at the state level right because first off you got all these politicians you don't know who to trust you don't know who's tied to what MSOs, who's got the corporate money coming in on the back that's influencing their votes, and and that shit happens all the time. That's not just some movie shit. I'm telling you, this shit happens. Louis, as you definitely have pointed out, plenty of people who had ties to MSOs, uh, you know, throughout your tenure on Instagram, and that is yeah. that is the thing I'm wondering is like, if it wasn't for someone like like Lou, right, and we didn't know what politician you could trust, what what can we do to achieve at least on a state level and get a start, right? And get a start towards the right direction, true social equity. Like what, what could we do? What would be the plan? Well, if you're good at reading, read the bills um, and be on their asses about not changing them. Um, I'm not yeah. particularly good at, at reading. So <laughs> I do it through art, like documenting people and um, interviewing people's perspective and trying to push out the, the progressive perspective. I mean, open market, I don't think is very progressive in my opinion, but like to everybody else, it's like, Oh my God, what did you say? Ah, I don't know how to capitalize on that. It's a plant. <laughs> let people grow it and let people help other people heal themselves by making some commerce on it and let them pay a, you know, 10% tax and everybody's happy. Yeah. The government yep. makes, way more money because they're getting more more taxes from a lot more people that are just you know willy-nilly-ing it it's a weird word listen let me let me run a prime example right prime example i got a lady right down the street from my house she's got a whole stand set up at the end of her driveway and they literally have fresh garlic that they grow they set up in there yes. with a little sign that's like five dollars a bundle right yes. we should be so able cool. to do that shit with weed right if it's and and other um, medicines that are plant-based. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. It doesn't have yeah, to be I just think, me, I think the way, the way that, to answer your question, PZ, I think the way that we get there from here is, um, you know, I, I think it, it comes down to a compromise that's going to allow, okay. you know, compromise. both 
<laughs> well, I guess what I'm saying is if, if the alternative is to completely slash and burn and build it back up, that is absolutely a multi-year, you know, uh, uh, attrition in state legislature kind of effort. If the if the option in Connecticut is let's add a caregiver tier to the existing adult use market structure, you know, maybe that's something that can be explored as a bolt on, at least as a means of, you know, temporarily allowing for something like the the ideal that you described. Pardon? I'm sorry. I'm I'm seeing a comment and I'm reacting and I know that's weird. Sorry. (laughs) No, I was going to bring it up, but he was done talking anyways. Oh, my. No, it's okay. It's all right. It's all good. Louis, you you good? No, I'm just reading the comment too. <laughs> I want to I want to um, get your thoughts on this because I I don't know if demands and protests, right, are working. At least not here in Connecticut because you know we're Well, there's no commission. There is no, no commission. There's no commission. Here okay, here we go. There there's no, there's the thing. So, in other states, uh, you know, using again, using Massachusetts as an example because we love to copy Massachusetts. They have a cannabis control commission. Other states have a can, you know, cannabis regulatory commission or similarly named entity. That is a, a specific dedicated to uh, cannabis regulation. The oversight and governance. Yes. But they don't um, do, However, they, they most don't, of them don't yeah. do that. You know, and right. in Illinois, a lot of them have actually resigned. Um, and, and the governor has yet to even appoint, which... Why are they the ones in charge of appointing? You know, who's even addressing that? And that's one of the reasons why I say we have to go back to the beginning because from the beginning, utilizing politicians that are not even from the culture in order to create and and draft what a compliance um, system looks like, not regulatory, where it holds restrictions, but it holds safe and adequate... um, um, ability in order to do commerce right around this plant um is missing and then from the other side of that the distribution from the revenue of that and where it goes and to whom it affects and how it affects the system in a positive way that's also missing but then who's there in order to oversee either one no one nobody yeah, well, the 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 one the ones who are there to oversee it are already captured and are not going to be able, you know are not going to move the thing in the direction that their handlers have have not approved. I like so, how you call them their handlers. That that's I think the I think the important thing that we have to do if we're talking about changing legislation is we have to build more feedback loops, more actionable feedback loops into the, these laws and into these regulations. Um, the, the Connecticut medical program is a great example of patients having absolutely no voice in their own program. There's no feedback mechanism other than filing a formal complaint with DCP, which, which isn't is a publicly pointless. visible thing anyway. <laughs> That's not a searchable thing. You can't look those up online. They go into the cylindrical wow. filing cabinet. You know, so I think when you have a structure that's set up in the sort of uh, traditional authoritative command and control you know, structure where it's, we know what's best for you. You know, the structure is, you know, it's read only. We're not looking for your feedback. We're telling you how it's going to be because that's what we have to do to placate the, the latent prohibition, prohibitionist mindset in so many of these boomers out here in Connecticut. That's what we have to do to them. That's exactly what we have to do to them. 
Well, and what I will say is that I mean, and that, and that's actually where where it the the relationship between um, who you elect and your role as a citizen comes into play, because that that's that's the prime example of how it is that we can go back to 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 putting the respect into our voting system and utilizing our voices to actually show up not only just you know to to bitch about it but to actually do something about it and unify with other organizations that are doing the work so that the voices can be lifted to create the bills that we want to see we create it they enforce it we create it as the people they enforce it and in some way somehow um we've allowed them to create it which isn't occurring as well as to enforce it which also isn't occurring why wait for them to do what it is that we know how to do for ourselves? Just mm -hmm. what they need to do is just move the fuck out the way. <laughs> yes. That part. That part. Yeah. Where's the lie? <laughs> Damn, you got the applause, Mike. Hell yeah. Oh, well. Yo. Hey. I mean, I, I like that. Get the fuck out of the way. That should that be on a is. fucking t-shirt right there. And also, um, there's a there's a divide. There's a lot of divides, but there's a divide right now that um, is hurting us. And I think we could come together on the three demands that we're currently discussing: decriminalization, freedom, and amnesty for all, and homebrew for all. And even though we've had differences in the past, and some people, in my opinion, are out to get theirs, which is not okay because this is about overall what's going to happen with the, these amazing plants that are helping us heal the world. And we need to be healed, people. I know you feel that. Um, I to feel myself. Hold on. I'm going to light some, uh, some energy, some energy sage. Um, I see this, but I'm lighting and I'm going to... Um, I'm just going to say everyone that's been having issues with each other, we have it in Illinois too. So I got a lot of people on my list, but everyone that's in that place right now, can we just like breathe in deeply and out and another time and just let it go. Well, and what's important and what she's saying is that, you know, unfortunately there was trauma that occurred even before we got to this place of legalization. And then there's been trauma that has occurred going through the process and trying to actually remedy and why it is that they legalized it based on the war on drugs. It did the opposite. And now there's been other wars that have been created in that, like the social equity war. At, at this point, it's almost like a brand and a stamp, like real cheese. It means nothing. I agree. We got to bring that good vibes and that energy right here. Yeah. Smoke everybody, is just letting everybody it go. just go. inhale the good shit yes. and exhale and the exhale bullshit. The <laughs> Take that moment to relax, energy. calm down. Because yes, take back your energy, take back your power, take back your voice. And show up, get involved, man. Just get involved, man. That's it. Just get involved. I'm, 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 I'm feeling this vibe right now. This is really something else. I'm not wearing tie dye, just so y'all know. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, but really, honestly, though, we, let's, you know, we have this issue also. You have the legacy market in the stage, and you got the, you know, the MSOs, and there's just, just this giant battle happening right now between the oh, two. Yeah. Fuck the fuck the corporations. Fuck the corporations, <laughs> obviously. Fuck that. There's two middle fingers right up, right? But here, yeah. you know, you have the we have the problem, and this happens in all these states where you have so many people who claim to be legacy are are trying to advocating, you know, for the legacy market, but are working with the MSOs and misleading people on top of that. And then you the problem is you got all these patients, right? Who follow these people, you know, yeah. and, and look and in a way, some of them look up to them. You know what I mean? It's like that's like their their cannabis guide, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and then they, you, got, you find out it's a bad actor. Like what? This is a situation that's happening more and more and more. I keep finding out about every day. It feels like if they're a bad actor, then change them. If they're not willing to change, don't fuck with them. How do we change like, the bad actors? I mean, they're already you know. In deep. Stop lo- stop lobbying against us so that we can do our fucking work. You know? Like, this is gonna happen. It's just when it's gonna happen. And they can either be with us or they can still, you know, be not with us. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, go, we're gonna keep going because there's more of us than them. This is and the true. more people we educate on this, the more, the more they understand those people that you're talking about that are looking for um, help with this like there is so much information out there learn things and educate yourself yeah and don't and give your money to good people don't just stop feeding the beast well build the community at the end of the day right get out of the way of building the community because really it starts there um everyone has the ability to be their own bank if they so choose to be if they understood really how to collectively, the word is collectively, meaning multiple together. And I think a lot of people forget <laughs> what collective actually means. Collaboration. <laughs> we come from um, here, so we're it's all about okay. It. It's okay to not agree on everything. Matter of fact, you should desire that because then you're questioning and thinking outside the box. And as long as the synergy of, of, of the intention is there and, and the goal is the same, how you get there really isn't necessarily what you should hold on to. Yeah, Lou, I mean, you're a great example of like be, being ethical and never wa- wavering. And like, we're the same way. Um, we don't stand your ground. Fuck with them. But however, and there are a lot of people that yeah. have already fucked with the devil and taken blood money. Um, so they're gonna have to, and I am not a religious person, repent somehow. That's so funny. <laughs> repent. And join well, as, as a recovering Catholic, I really wanna know what that repenting <laughs> looks like. I wanna know I wanna know what shape that takes. Um, you know, I'm all for Stop I'm all for working together. You know, what I need to what I need is um, I need to know how trust is gonna be rebuilt. I need to know, you know, the same thing like you're talking about holding the politicians accountable earlier. 
It's about the say-do ratio, right? You yeah. said last legislative session, you said the following, bip, 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 bip. It's now one year later, this has or has not happened, that kind of thing. And that's how some of these people are asking to be evaluated. And you know what? I will take that up in good faith. And I will, you know, I will keep tabs on promises that are made and how much actually gets fulfilled and how much is just kind of blowing hot that's air. That's how you get their uh, ass out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's the most fair and equitable, transparent kind of way. Let someone say what they're about and then see if they're going to be about it or just speak about it. You know, it's, it really is that simple. So give someone, give someone the opportunity to prove you right or prove you wrong. You know what Agreed. I mean? That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. We have this. Is, there's a lot of work that needs to be done done uh, within the communities, uh, within the government, within the collaboration of both. There's a nice word we need to use because eventually it feels like, you know, they got the two have to come together to work to figure out some kind of solution. You know, unless we're gonna literally take like just take over, <laughs> which is you know, <laughs> what'd you say? We're gonna just ignore it. Actually, I think we're just gonna like. like well, that's been the history of of our voting system, right? And how it is that we participate in politics as citizens. It's just I'm just gonna go this way. And then there's been you know a few of us that 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 actually stand up and care, like you know at, at WJI with with the organization that we were just at. And shout out to them and the work that they do, um, the Women's Justice Institute. And having people that are actually being willing to stand up against the system, being within the system, you know, it takes multiple facets of of, of people working together to actually um, enact, right, and exemplify it. And, and at the end of the day, it's it's a tandem dance. They're not going to read the fucking bill. They don't have time to read all that shit. Um, but at the end of the day, the community, I'm, I'm seriously, but at the, at the same time, the, the, the people have a, have, a, have, a, have a duty to even utilize their voice and come together and draft the policy and legislation that they want so that everybody else can push it. You know, everybody has a role to play. Everybody. And I, I'm someone who didn't even know what lobbying was three years ago. I'm going to be real. I grew up in Houston, Texas. I've been in Chicago for 20 years. I did, I'm did. i a gay girl, so I was not really into politics for that reason in Texas. And then just stayed away from it because it's a lot. And so I'm waking up. I am waking up. So if you haven't woken up. It's time to wake up. Absolutely. It's time for everyone to wake up. And not only that, it's time for everyone, if you have any comments, because I know comments have been coming in left to right on the Instagram and in the chat. I'm trying to keep up with everything. Uh, phone lines are open. You can call in 860-384-7110. That's 860-384-7110. Uh, phone lines are open. If you guys want to call in and ask questions, we have Anna, we got Vi, we got Lou in the house. Anything you want to ask, tables open, phone lines are open, 860-384-7110. Oh, there we go. <laughs> to be blunt, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys. It's Joanna Lady J from Boston, Massachusetts. I'm done typing. I figured I'd call in. Oh, thank God. Peace and love, What is going on, everybody? Not much. So, 
like what you were saying about lobbying, I am, you're not alone in that. I just learned about lobbying myself um, after going pre-pandemic to an open lobby day at the state house with our cannabis lobbyists. And I learned and followed and learned what they did that day. But I also learned something recently. You don't have to be a lobbyist to draft a bill with your local representative. So that's what you need to do is sit down as a community, discuss what you guys want to see, and then your local representative has to write that bill. They have to help you. That is their part of their job. That at least gets your foot into the door with your local government without having to deal with, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Well, at the end of the day, I definitely appreciate you calling in to say that because that is definitely one of the things that we push. Um, I actually was a former lobbyist for Illinois um, Cannabis. And one of the things that we push within True Social Equity and Cannabis and We the People is the people utilizing their voice because you don't need a lobbyist. You are the lobbyist. We are community lobbyists. We all have a role to play with that. And it's not as hard as people think that it is. It really just about knowing what's happening in your local area, in your local community, in your township, in your city council, um, and, and, and caring about how it is that that matriculates down to, to your street, your block, your schools, your hospitals, your children, you know, your transportation, the cleanup. It all is, is involved together as one. Um, and, 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 and that's why we can all stand together against the three demands that we have going nationwide for this protest. Yeah, so um, we're, we are protesting three different locations. And Lou, I've actually been meaning to reach out to you to see if you could give me all the tea on all of the, the dispensaries that we're protesting. Because we want to do like a little pamphlet we can hand out. To Hell people. yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> For sure. Support those company because yeah. just Google everyone, everyone in the states, pretty much. Oh yeah, but 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 Vi Vi is very particular, and she's like, we need to have like numbers and information, and I was like, oh damn, like get it, yo, get it, yo. I like that fucking deep throat shit, <laughs> not deep throat, cutthroat. My bad, yo. That came out totally wrong, yo. He said, <laughs> fuck yo. Oh my god, that's a weed, yo. My bad. <laughs> That's as far as we want to get down on them, though, actually. <laughs> yeah, we want them to feel the pain. And and at first, when we had our lawsuit, you know, um, um, one of the reasons why our attorneys actually felt like we, we that it was a success for them was because some of the stock actually tanked um, about 70%. At the end of the day, that was not enough for us. Um, it definitely is is a... Um, cartel, an American cannabis cartel that's being created in this corporatized industrial uh, corporate cannabis that we're watching. And we're definitely not going to let it uh, continue on our watch and other watches that stand with us um, that are like-minded. So yeah, man, tap in, get in tune. Amen. And I just got to say, that's the problem with Massachusetts is like, at least with our, like I was saying, with our medical program, there is no SE or EE licensing in our medical program. They made it so impossible that all these, the only people that have medical marijuana are these huge corporate companies. We don't want to be supporting them, but yet we don't have any other outlets because there's no caregivers either. Like, it's just, it's a messed up situation. So as a patient, I can't even support a SE or EE 
um, craft cultivator if I wanted to without going to the adult use recreational side and paying taxes on top of paying an arm and a leg. So something's got to give with either integrating the licensing or, like you said, free market, you know? You what we are fighting for. You are literally what we are fighting for. And please join us because this is a national protest. It's anyone who agrees with these demands that wants to do some kind of uh, action. You know, it can even be online. Just announce that that's what it is and that's what it is. And you are- Yeah, so we'll be starting a, a, a national petition um, with these demands as well. And so you guys will be able to find it on our website. Um, and, and we'll definitely release that to you guys and you guys to let you guys know, but it's time for us to actually put, put, put the, put, put the groundwork in so that we can get on a national level and lift our voices to really let, let the uh, political system know that this is not going to happen and present the bills that we want to present. Sorry, the train is coming. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for letting me call in. I'm going to continue watching and, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Joanna. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Bye-bye. Joanna. Joanna. All right. That was dope. 860-384-7110. Phone lines are open. We are live with True Social Equity and Cannabis, Anna and Vi and Lou Rinaldi live. Uh, if you guys got any questions, any comments, anything you want to talk about, feel free to call in. We are live right now. So, Lou, wait. I haven't talked to you in a while, and I just wanted to catch up. So how have you been? What's been going on? <laughs> and Pezzy, uh, I don't even know your name. Pezzy, I want to know more about you too, Mr. Host, man. Peasy? Peasy. Yeah. Yeah. Not not like not to be confused with the candy, the Pez. <laughs> um it, that, that's definitely Although peasy. although that would be a dope Pez dispenser. A peasy. <laughs> just pez right, dispenser. dude. Just my head just expands, my mouth just opens real wide. <laughs> Out pops a joint, it'd be dope. <laughs> Instead of like the tongue you're gonna enjoy or so yeah, a pre a pre-roll pops out. That'd be dope. Oh, a pre-roll dispenser. That's Yo. Part, though, for me is that there's so there's so many different states that really have no idea what's coming to them. And you have these these already now conglomerates that are going into these smaller states and buying up the land and not educating the people and putting out bad propaganda so that so that at the end of the day, they have to wait for this disparity study to come out and follow these proper channels that still lead them to the end of the day that, that, that the equity is disproportionate. So- Go ahead. Lou, I want to know also what your definition of true social equity, both of you, what your definition of true true social equity in cannabis should look like. I think we so, gave it away earlier. I want to, I want to just piggyback on something Victoria said real quick. Um, BlackRock is now involved in the gobbling up of properties that are zoned for cannabis and, you know, continuing to do in the cannabis space, what they've been doing in the housing space, yeah. which is to drive uh, prices to a point that is going to further remove it from the reach of the majority of, of American people. Um, they call that regentrification, everyone, for the That's nice right. Word. That's right. <laughs> BlackRock, yeah. So, um, 
it's it's one of the things I'll, I'll give a shout out to uh, to Stacy in Detroit, Stacy of Base eighty five. She's going through some stuff right now. I just wanted to give her some love. Um, she was on a show. She was on a show where they talked about this. How there's an actual um, there's an there's a website. I, I wish I could remember it off the top of my head, but there's a website where you can actually go and see. You can search by state and see exactly how many of these properties have been gobbled up by this conglomerate um and and you can you can watch how they're using real estate to achieve that goal so that was what i wanted to say in response to what vi had said to answer anna's question about my definition i'm 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 saging for you stacy i'm saging i'm saging we love you stace we love you (laughs) um in in response to anna's question about my definition of, of true social equity and cannabis I think the before you do anything else, a hundred percent before you do anything else, you have to make right and whole, uh, you know, those things that have been damaged, those people, those lives, those families, those legacies that have been damaged, uh, you know, through all the years. So that means immediately, you know, not just deschedule so that it's not, uh, you know, federally, it's it's not criminal. You know, there has to be a way to force states to also do that expungement and to free nonviolent cannabis prisoners, expunge their related convictions, both at the state and federal level. That to me is is we say amnesty one. only because expungement still holds it onto the records. And so yep. they're still, okay. you know, have have to deal with that cycle that can still lead them right back to where they came from because it's still part of the system. So amnesty is the word that I try to push for people to utilize because it clears the record completely. Thank you for the knowledge. Peasy, you gotta understand. This is why I I look to, to these two ladies as like a North Star for so much of yeah. this because I'm still learning as I go. I don't claim to be I don't claim to be an expert by any means. You know, I just try to pay attention and try to connect dots where I can. Uh, But what I think, so yeah, that's job one is the amnesty piece. And then job two is I do believe in prioritization for people who were directly harmed. Um, And I I do believe in letting them be at the front of the line. Um, And I don't feel bad about that. I think that's why you shouldn't. There's a... (laughs) If it's a free market, there's no front of the line. It's everyone. No, I'm sorry. But at the end of the day, there still should. As as long as you're legalizing it based on the war on drugs and those directly affected absolutely should definitely be able to have the resources and the assistance that they need because they're the ones that are still being left out and and divested and losing out still to this day. Yes. And then, it, has, it has to be structured. Yeah, it has to be structured in a way that's going to whether it's through extended exclusivity agreements or whether it's through, you know, you know, certain percentages. It has to be a formula that's going to stand up regardless of market conditions and exterior external market pressures. It has to be something that's going to survive people trying to fuck with it and game it because they're going to. That's the so issue. It has to be, it's not generational. Um, wealth at that point that they exactly. again legalize it and and said that the yep. opportunity for that was going to be created. Show me yep. where it has been. I have yet to see it. And then once you've done those two things, then I think you do make it a truly, you know, ease of entry for micro tier. If someone wants to get in at the micro tier and they want to 
like like was said earlier, and they want to be able to just not look over their shoulder constantly, and they're fine with paying taxes, and they just want to be able to, you know, ha have a space in the market that they're not completely boxed reasonable out of. Taxes, reasonable taxes. Yeah, reasonable, reasonable. It has to be it. worth doing. Yeah, I mean, the taxes. I thank you for that. Worth doing because they have to go to things that are actually going to create a thriving community and a thriving state. Um, um, funding that's there that goes to education, that yep. goes to the healthcare, that goes to transportation, yep. that goes to cleanup, the, you know, that goes to mental health, that goes to, you know, all these other things that, that we need so that we can continue to grow and utilize our higher mind versus our survival mind. We're wasting and our my, damn that's, time that's sitting up so here crucial. focused on the wrong shit. Yes. <laughs> that's so crucial. I, I spoke with someone today who said we need to stop talking about social equity and we need to start talking about societal equity. You know, Ooh. we need to talk about about the net outcomes, the net it's outcomes and the benefits to society, to the people, to we the people. Yes. I love that. Yeah, love you know, that. he's brought that up. That. And someone asked on here that they said, so social equity that's true to its name isn't racial equity, right? I don't know what that it's means. Interesting name. Yeah, I'm not sure what he means by that. Or he, I mean, she, either, because I'm it's, sure. a, it's a, it's a, I'm not understanding the question. Exactly. No, um, me neither. That social equity is the, the that the government put on whatever state to have you qualify as social equity. That's what social equity is. And it's in, equity in that's it's disseminated. About... One more time for the people in the back. <laughs> can be affected by the community that felt the oppression in the social thriving. If you want to look at the definition and how it is that it should be appropriated um, um, to, to actually stand in its name, how does that affect racially? Well, when you look at the divide and the economic flow, um, be it in education or the, the you know, um, a prison industrial complex, then you can see that the racial divide that's created. But then that's a systemic thing that you want to take it and extrapolate it even further than that. And how it is that we, we that that oppression has happened to a specific group of people, and then based in the system, all of us that walk in trauma, which is why we're self-medicating, and recreation is just some um, capitalistic corporate uh, greed. I'm so confused by these yeah. comments. So Illinois, no, I get it. So Illinois did. Look, the governor said he was going to bring generational wealth to the black and brown community, which is he why sure racial like that you know if you're black and brown you should be getting more licenses but what happened is black and brown people did get licenses but a lot of them and most of them were connected to um the government already and like um and the ones that weren't at the fight and claw their way too um not only just in the legal system but even just the having them to hold on to it and some of them are still fighting to keep what it is that they have all of them are struggling in a major way, which is why Illinois also has most of their licenses up for sale. See, and that's the thing. I mean, everyone we talked about, every group, everything like this, like this should be, a, everyone should have a fair chance who's been affected by cannabis, you know, and all these affected areas and all these people struggling right now just to get in should have a fair chance, especially if you were affected by it. I mean, if, I feel like even more so because it's so, it's so close to home. You know what I mean? So, so everyone, everyone should be, should be able to get in. 
not a, just a fair chance. Everyone should be able to get in, and the people who were harmed by the war on drugs should be getting compensation right. in some way. Yes, agreed, yes. Or, like, don't have to pay taxes for a while, you know? At like, the very least. <laughs> like, just, I think the uh, access to capital, access to real estate, I think, is also an issue. I've heard it said a lot absolutely. lately that we, oh, man, we should yeah. be we should be enabling folks, you know, to, to Anna's point about anyone who wants access to the market should be mm -hmm. able to get it. The only way that that's going to happen is if they allow people to, to start up these businesses in their garage kind of thing, you know, exactly. it, in a scenario where you don't have to be, you know, incredibly well capitalized just to be able to get a foot in the door, not even to be guaranteed a license, but just to be able to try to get a license, you have to be so well capitalized and so well connected. Should if you're really going to democratize man. the market, then you have to make it so that, you know, people can pursue these businesses and these, you know, these initiatives that, that they want to start up in a way that's going to be achievable and attainable, regardless of your socioeconomic status. You should be able to have resources available to you. And if you're, you know, if, if you're in certain situations, I think that, yes, your efforts should be subsidized by MSOs, uh, particularly around lab testing. I think if that's going to be a requirement in states and you're going to have micro businesses, that you should have those MSOs be subsidizing those costs for the small, the, the micro folks. But you really need to, we need to reconsider the impact of capital and, and particularly of the properly zoned real estate, because we're seeing, like, like was said, licenses up for sale in Illinois. Mm -hmm. uh, licensees in New Jersey are running into the same situation now, where they, all, all the, the really? possible spots have already really? been gobbled up. Being sold or shut down in Oklahoma, um, who who tried to attempt within you know creating this free open market, but we see the downfalls with that as well. Um, the, so okay, let's think about like how the how we change presidents, right? So one day we like have a president, and the next day like they win, and like we have another president, kind of, right? So what if we woke up and the next day? all the shit was decriminalized and people I was just to get to that. Thank you. What they yes. are doing on it and be good. Well, because going back to your question, um, PZ, when you were talking about how do we get there, um, decriminalizing is one of the first ways in which you get there. Um, because once you decriminalize it, you know, I'm black in America, so being profiled it's probably ain't never going to stop until we end white supremacy. That's first and foremost. Yeah, um, but that's definitely one way in order to cut down um, on, on us being restricted and feeling like we're not able in order to do our business out in the open. Right? We should be able to do that and not have any penalties or restrictions or being locked up or, or being raided, if you will, um, uh, for us being able to, to, to do our commerce. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, I just wanted to say <laughs> thank you, Anna and Vi, for coming on. Lou, of course. You guys have been awesome. I appreciate you guys coming on the show. I appreciate y'all coming on the show. My bad. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to get that right. I promise you that. <laughs> Sorry, we over because we can definitely do that. You know, uh, this is something that, that we just, it's, it's, it's just who it is that we are to do this. You know, this work is thankless and and it, it, it's also painless um, because we fight for the people. 
you know, at the end of the day, see the people, see the plant. Um, so get in where it is that in your local, you know, state that's actually joining in on this protest. If it's not, get in touch because we're coming to a state near you. Hell yeah. If you guys are coming, y'all are coming to Connecticut, <laughs> make sure you hit me and Lou up because, um, you know. For sure. We thought we were going to be there now, around now, and then, like, my cat got cancer and, like, shit happened. And then, like... And I would love to have y'all back, so stay in touch. Make sure you guys... Make sure y'all follow them on social media at True Social Equity in Cannabis on Instagram. Thank you, Anna, Vi, and Lou. Appreciate it. (laughs) To be blunt, I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in tonight much love and for all the comments and everything else it was popping tonight absolutely popping so many good topics brought up you guys were awesome in the chat and y'all killed it tonight y'all just absolutely killed it so just want to say thank you make sure you guys like subscribe follow us on social media at 2 be blood podcast www.2bbloodpodcast.com dot com and you know the drill we'll see you next week same weed time same weed channel